Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. This is Adam, and Jill is back. Yay! How have you been doing, Jill? Other than the broken ankle, I've been great. Oh, well, we're happy to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. And we just got done recording a really fun episode where we talked all about fairy tales. We did. Uh, I had an existential crisis where I couldn't <laughs> figure out what a fairy tale was. Yeah, it, that's, a, that's a tough question to answer. Yeah. But I we I think we offered some really great recommendations and retellings. Kristen joined us. She did. And went through all of our favorite fairy tales and the ones, again, that were retelling some of the ones that we grew up with. Um, and then, of course, we talked about a bunch of books that we're excited about that are coming out in the future. So. Yeah. Good episode. Absolutely. Uh, if people have feedback from this episode, and I'm assuming they will because we asked them some questions, uh, you can email Jill and I at feedback at overdrive.com. Again, we read every single one of those, and I imagine we'll get some from this episode. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, and you can share your favorite fairy tales with us. We'll be happy to share those with the rest of our listeners. Um, Jill, anything else from this episode that you want to? In our listeners on. Well, they can always find the book lists on um, overdrive.com. Yes. Our library partners can find it in Marketplace, mm-hmm. and we have a Pinterest page as well. Yes, we do. You can find all of our books we talk about on all those different places. So, um, again, thank you guys for listening. I think you're really going to enjoy this. Uh, Kristen, Jill, and I had a lot of fun recording this one. So, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, and thanks for listening. Welcome to the 24th episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, presented by Overdrive. I am your host, Jill, and today I have with me Adam and Kristen. Hi, everybody. Hey, Jill's back. (laughs) Yay! I am back. I am back. Thanks for holding on the podcast for Adam. I just think either people are going to get sick of hearing me, or this will be a nice transition with our... Both of our voices on here. Maybe, maybe. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I haven't seen Kristen on the podcast in a while. Yeah, it's been a few episodes. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Today we are talking about fairy tales. Yeah, we are. I love fairy tales. Me too. (laughs) Me too. I love me some fairy tales. Mm -hmm. So, anybody have a favorite fairy tale? I'll let you start, Kristen. Oh, great. So I was thinking about this, and of course, like, your mind goes automatically to Disney, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, no, no, no. I'm a lot darker than that. (laughs) True story. (laughs) Um, Actually, my favorite fairy tale is um, East of the Sun, West of the Moon. Have you guys heard of that one? I have not. I have not either. Okay. So it is, like, uh, I think it's originally from Norway, and it is, do you guys know the... the, um, mythological tale of Cupid and Psyche. Yes. <laughs> you do? Okay. So, Vaguely. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and then Beauty and the Beast as well. It's very, very similar. So the story is basically this young girl, she's 
lives her parents are very poor her father's poor and one day a polar bear comes like scratching at their door yes (laughs) as happens in norway of course yes um and he's all like hey give me your daughter and i'll make you super duper rich and her father really loves the daughter, and so he consults with her, and she's like, hey, I'm happy to do this for the family. She goes off with the polar bear, and they go to this giant, massive cave, and the polar bear, like, disappears, and there are some, like, magical, weird things happening, and she has food and clothing, and she's happy. And at night, all of a sudden, this the polar bear comes into her room, takes off his coat, and lies in bed with her. And it's all like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But he doesn't do anything. (laughs) She doesn't know who he is, what he is. Um, And so then one day, let's fast forward. She ends up, um, like, bringing a candle back, dripping wax on him. He wakes up and is really upset with her because had she waited one more day, the curse would have been broken and he would have become fully human again. He's very beautiful. He is a prince. And now he's taken away by trolls. <laughs> As is also going to happen now and then. Yes. So then it becomes okay. her story of trying to get him back from the evil troll princesses. Um, or- yeah, it's super fun. And I like the element that it switches from being the like captured bride to like this girl who's like, you know what? I'm going to go get him because I kind of messed up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a my fun favorite one. one. Mm-hmm. Adam. Mine is so much more boring than that. <laughs> I know I'm sitting here like, okay. <laughs> so my, the one I always remember from, for, it's always stuck in my brain, was Rumpelstiltskin, which I don't think I need to go into great detail because there's no polar bears and anything. It's a little bit more familiar for people. But I don't know. I don't, I, maybe it was because, you know, as a little kid, my siblings and I, we, our parents would read to us all the time and. Maybe it was just the name Rumpelstiltskin stuck in my yeah. head, but for whatever reason, that was always my favorite. Um, and we actually got, as kids, we got the real versions mm-hmm. of fairy tales, which, bold move, mom and dad, worked bold out okay. Move, like, yeah. But we did, like, That's I, a bold move. yeah, we got, like, the Hans Christian Andersen straight-up versions of them, and then we would see the Disney movies, and, like, <laughs> my mom would tell me, like, this isn't how... It happened, and I'm like, yeah, I, I know. So for me, it was always Ruffle Silskin, um, except for whatever reason. And Hansel and Gretel, I just remember there was a like a really horrible TV movie version of it that feels like it was one of my first memories. Like as like a four year old, I just it just stuck in my brain. I was at a party when it was on, and I was like, entranced by it. And again, probably the thing memorable for that was having a giant house made out of candy. Of course, as a little kid, I missed the meaning of the... Yeah, sure. It's like, sure. oh, I see a house made out of candy. I want one of those. And so that's probably... But those two always stuck in my in my mind of just, like, the first ones I really remember. Yeah. So no polar bears in uh, either of maybe those. Maybe next time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ansel, Gretel, and the polar bear. <laughs> it could work. I can see it. A classic story. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. So, Jill, do you have... A favorite? I do. Little Red Riding Hood. Okay. Oh. Don't, I, I, I don't know. I just like the story. And I think it's one of those stories that comes with a lot of interpretations mm-hmm. for 
um, Little Red Riding Hood and, and the wolf especially and in my brighter brain I'm all like oh what happened if this ha-? you know like, I don't know <laughs> yeah I was also in a play of Little Red Riding Hood okay. I was her grandma how old were you when this happened uh, <laughs> I was in like high school <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so no I always liked it I think yeah I think I mean all the fairy tales sort of have that sort of underlying like the darker side mm-hmm. yeah Little Red Riding Hood in particular, I think there's a lot of, um, oh, morality stuff going on and yeah. mm-hmm. as a cautionary tale type thing, so. Mm-hmm. I really thought you were going to go with The Little Mermaid. I know you were, yeah. because I'm a lot of bother right there. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the Disney version of The Little Mermaid. I do not like the original version. Oh, of man, the original version is so, like... Depressing. Mm-hmm. Well, they all are. Yeah, <laughs> they all it's, are. It's but the Little Mermaid in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Poor girl commits suicide. Oh. Womp womp. Sorry, Sorry. spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> you have not Just yet read the, the fairy tale spoiler alerts. Um, speaking of Little Red Riding Hood and this and Disneyfication of fairy tales. Did you ever see Hoodwinked? I did not. Oh, Hoodwinked is the most absurd <laughs> version of Little Red Riding Hood and I can't it's so stupid that it's amazing. <laughs> and there is a second one that is they all the jokes that were funny because they were kind of ironic in the first one don't don't land as well. But Hoodwinked if you are a Little Red Riding Hood right. fan, it's Quite nice. It's I'll very good. Uh, time to look it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think we have that on overdrive, but <laughs> I don't think so. we should. Yeah. Uh, so, anybody read anything recently, fairy tale or otherwise? Yes. So, I've been reading even more than I usually do because we have a bunch of really cool interviews coming up, um, and a few of them I, I can talk about. And one of them is actually a fairy tale. It's mm-hmm. called Labyrinth Lost by Zoraida Cordova. If I got that name wrong, I'm sure she'll yell at me on the actual podcast that I talk with her. Um, but it's all about, it's kind of fairy tales from like a Latin American Hispanic standpoint. So it's all these witches, which are brujas and brujos for male and female. Um, but there's, <laughs> We've been having a really good time with that amongst the in the office, uh, um, but the whole story is very fantastical and um, it was really good. It is there's a whole lot of elements that I think could fall under fairy tale, mm-hmm. and according to Goodreads, it's it's a fairy tale. I feel like one of the things I want to talk about in a little bit here is what defines a fairy tale. But for that one, that one I think it would definitely uh, qualify. And then all the other books that I have been reading are arcs, so I'll talk about them when we talk about books that are coming out okay all right i am like 30 to 40 pages from finishing the loney by oh who's that one by that's by andrew michael hurley it is um a british novel that is out in the uk and i think is just about or has just come out in the u.s um and it is it's set up as a flashback to um, this little boy going to this place called Deloney with, like, a bunch of church group members okay. and, like, the pastor. So they go to this house, and it's supposed to be uh, Easter weekend, and they're going to go to a shrine kind of a thing because the boy's brother um, is, like, he doesn't speak, and I think he might be a little slow. Um so his mom 
has been trying to cure him for years and years and years by taking him to this place and it hasn't worked. And so it's set up very much as like all of this like religious stuff that's happening, but there's something else going on. Mm. And so it, it's kind of a slow burn novel, but I am so intrigued by it. I'm usually a person who really enjoys a novel that's getting to the point a little bit quicker. Um, I was trying to think of what it reminded me of, and what I could think of was um, Rebecca. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where, again, it's that little bit of there's something um, unnatural going on in the background. It's You feel a little creepy. Uh, it's really good. I'm really excited to finish it because the whole time I'm just sitting here being like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. What is the big turn going to yeah. be? So I wouldn't call it a thriller, but Stephen King endorsed it. So Thumbs I, up there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a big endorsement. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. description reminds me of like, we need to talk about Kevin. This... Yeah. Is that it's not that lines. vibe. I wouldn't go there with <laughs> okay. it. No, because I think there is something supernatural that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely one of those where it's like this character, you're not sure you're not sure what's going on beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are some other characters that come up that uh, they're creeping around and you're pretty sure that they are involved in some um, sinister Dealings. Yeah, I get behind some sinister dealings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just finished reading um, "None of the Above" by I W. Gregorio, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, It is fitting because it's also June Pride Month, so this is a selection for this. Nice. And um, it is about a teenage girl who discovers. when she's in high school that she's intersex mm-hmm. so she's born with both genitalia in some form um and of course high school does not respond very well to this what? as high schoolers do <laughs> <laughs> so uh it's sort of about her like her internal journey of dealing with this and discovering this sort of part about her and what it means and so it asks a lot of questions regarding gender and sexuality and how they are or are not connected and um it was it was really interesting and i think it's a when it comes to you know gay and lesbian literature there's a lot of gay and lesbian literature out there but the other sort of non-binary stuff or uh, other options along the spectrum i guess are not covered so it's a ya book it was really okay. good yeah yeah um do you know if the author um is I do not know. Transgender? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do too much research about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just that's something that I really find interesting, and all the authors we've been talking to who write diverse books, and for whether it's for people of a minority or you know lesbian, gay, whatever their background is, I love speaking with authors who come from that background, and they they always tend to say like, I wanted to write something so that if there are people like me out there who correct they can they feel like they have a voice in the world, and so I'm always just curious to see like correct I I wouldn't I it's always interesting to hear people who are talking about you know different subjects how much of a background they have so I just, um, I'm always interested yeah that I'm not sure about there was one I was just reading about that came out I think the in uh, May called If I Was Your Girl. And it is about a transgender girl. The author is trans, and the cover model is trans as well. That's and awesome. it's published by, I believe, a major house. Like it's a, it was a 
big deal. Nice. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's coming along. Mm -hmm. And June is it's LGBT Awareness Month, correctly? It's Pride correct? Month. Pride Month. Yeah, okay. it's Pride Month. So, um, yeah. Nice. So there's lots of good titles out there for that too. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So fairy tales. Yes. So I have a big list of books <laughs> that in my mind, I'm like totally fairy tales. <laughs> and before we started recording this, I told you guys when we came into the room, it's like I want to address. What is a fairy tale? Because if you go on like Goodreads, things here are just dropped yeah. into fairy tales. Yes. People yeah. just Agreed. So I want you. I want to get you guys are both librarians. I'm not. I'm just an avid reader who works here who gets to talk a bunch. So you got what defines a fairy tale for you guys? Well, first of all, I don't think as a librarian yeah. we automatically got that answer. I expect you to have all the answers. <laughs> No, no, we don't have all the answers always. We just know where to go find the answers. <laughs> That's really what's the mark of a librarian. <laughs> so how would you define a, a fairy tale? What would you say? I don't have to put either of you guys in the spot, but... I don't... <sighs> That's a tough one. That's a very, yeah, a really difficult question. I don't know, because I basically stick to, like... Your Hans Christian Andersen, the Grimm's, Parole, yeah. um, and of course there. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot I'm missing, but um, as far as that goes, again, I think it's there is some sort of a, a formula, and a lot of times there are like numbers are really important within it. There are three of some things, mm -hmm. and then it's like some people say you have to start with Once Upon a Time, which I think is silly, right. um, and usually there's a half happily ever after of some sort well things things are happy right. or wrap up in some way in the end but as we've talked about already with yeah, uh, Little Mermaid kinda, yeah. <laughs> not always uh, I think there's always definitely a evil character and a yes, good character that is true. Um, a clearly defined evil and good character but that I feel like is most children's books that's true mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes at least Originally, there's usually some sort of morality or like a lesson, mm -hmm. sort of, you know, like with Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Don't go talk to strangers at their home. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Or like, follow the breadcrumbs home. Like yeah. that, you know, there's some, they were usually used, I think, at least in the oral tradition, they were used as, like I said, a cautionary tale. Like there's mm -hmm. a lesson there that they were trying to like impart to their kids and they used the yeah. fairy tales. But I don't know how much that holds true now mm -hmm. when it comes yeah. to fairy tales. Do we count fables among fairy tales too? Like, I don't know. It's it's a little. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I was just like I said coming in here. So like for example, I have a few like Princess Bride. Would you consider Princess Bride a fairy tale? Because I've seen it fall under that genre. I think it has aspects, yeah. but I don't know if I'd consider it a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Just because, I, I don't know. Mostly for me, I think of fairy tales as that comes from an older oral tradition, yes. and mm -hmm. Princess Bride does not have that. It's sure. it's a new age fairy tale, there perhaps. You go. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it still does sort of have... There's like an oral tradition. Because he's reading it to... So it sort of plays <laughs> with themes. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Because I always, my favorite author is Neil Gaiman, and I, if you were to say to someone like, oh, Neil Gaiman writes fairy tales, I think you could justify it, because some of his favorite books for me, Stardust, uh, Neverwhere, 
Ocean, Neverland. Neverland. Ocean yeah. at the end of the lane, mm-hmm. which I think he actually describes in the introduction as a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my favorite book ever is the Graveyard Book. And all of those, technically, if you look them up, they sort of fall under fairy tale. But I was never sure, like, <laughs> what, are you sure? Is that, like, <laughs> it, by definition of, like, the whole oral tradition thing, like, can there be no new fairy tales? Like, can it only be, like, retellings and using old old stories that have been brought up? I'm I, curious. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I am, again, I'm a traditionalist in this. <laughs> so, in the, no, there's no, no new fairy tales. I would tales. say no. Um, I am sure people will disagree with me and say that, yes, there are certainly new fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, for me, fairy tales are very much based on that older tradition, those stories that were passed on from generation to generation. I would say Neil Gaiman certainly does. I mean, um, The Sleeper and the Sleeper Spindle, and the spindle right. yeah, is based off of um, Sleep- Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. Yeah. Um, but he definitely, uh, same thing with Graveyard Book, which is based off of The Jungle Book, which mm-hmm. again is, is that a fairy tale? I was thinking about that when I was mm-hmm. writing up my list because I was like, well, it has a happy ending. Mm-hmm. It has like magical elements, and that this boy can talk to all these animals. True. I don't know. Well, and it's also the the Rudyard Kipling. The Jungle Book that like the actual original one is kind of the same thing as like the Hans Christian Andersen. It's a series of short kind of like fables or if you want to yeah. call them fairy tales. That all are given that you can get the whole thing in like one collection and it does right. kind of seem that way but um so from your like kind of traditional standpoint would books like cinder and all like the lunar chronicles would those be fairy tales because they're they're fairy tale retellings yes. okay mm-hmm. i'm i'm with kristen on that yes one. they're fairy tale retellings okay so does that does that count are we allowed to yeah i no, think it I counts think it's just not like a fairy tale right on its okay. I mean, yeah, and that's where, when I was thinking about this podcast, I was thinking about books that are kind of retellings of those old things, but I think there are a lot of books out there that are using lots of elements from different fairy tales Mm -hmm. or just those kind of elements within them um, to uh, base the plot and the characters and things like that, Mm -hmm. so. Okay, so like... I just feel like this. It's going to be me asking okay. those questions about it for books and just asking. Like that's just yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah, sure. I don't know if Jill, you're no, yeah, I I would probably I'm probably a little more traditionalist like Kristen. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to because yeah. so much of it is from the oral tradition and mm-hmm. like that folklore thing. It's it's hard to kind of. So do you think if a book like. I could just like for so for Queen of the Tearling. Have you either of you read Queen of the Tearling? I haven't. I'm not. Okay, so Queen of the Queen of the Tearling in my mind borrows things from Snow White. Like there's an evil witch, and there is a strong female lead who ends up kind of ruling her own um, her own people and kind of fights back against the evil aspects. Like to me, Kristen, like you said, there's very clear delineation of good versus evil and there's fantastical elements of it and there's kind of in my mind it's not always true for all fairy tales but like there's a journey in there mm-hmm. um so yeah i i guess i'm curious maybe to hear what you guys like have as some of the other fairy tales you 
the discussion so maybe I can like wrap my head around what you guys think <laughs> well I think most of what I probably brought is stuff like Cinder and motive, like retelling and stuff. right um, okay. yeah I like I know when I was laying this out I was trying to think of okay when I write this book down what fairy tale does it come from like, right yeah. yes if you can like trace it and I think like I also had brought um Anne Sexton's Transformations poem book of poetry which is like she take elements from all of these very familiar fairy tales but she kind of puts a twist on it mm-hmm. so like mine are more like the fractured fairy tale type yeah. situation yeah. but they definitely have an original source fairy tale that you're familiar with mm-hmm. okay well, I'm interested to hear some of the other ones you guys have <laughs> you well, yeah I'll start with my, my general stuff because those are some of my favorites um I found when I was um, selecting books at the library I used to work at, um, I found this one that's called My Mother, She Killed Me, My Father, He Ate Me, and it's edited by Kate Bernheimer. Um, It is a series of short stories by people like Neil Gaiman um, and a number of other authors, and I just, I really liked it. Because, again, it's in that fairy tale style. I mean, a lot of it is is mixed genre, things like that. But still short stories. And so the author had, um, I forget if it was an introduction or afterward, where they said, hey, this is what I was inspired by when I wrote this story. Um, and I just remember it. Well, the first thing was that the title caught my eye. Because sure. it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds very much like a grim fairy tale um and I just really really enjoyed it I think if you are someone who enjoys reading um any of the Hans or uh Grimm's fairy tales that this is a really really good uh book for you um along with um a book of poetry called The Well Speaks of Its Own Poison that's by Maggie Smith I saw her speak at an event and she was reading through some of her stuff and she said that they were, a lot of the poems within there were inspired by um, the journeys kind of a thing that fairy tale characters take. Um, and I'm not really huge into poetry, but her um, reading her own poetry, I just thought was so beautiful and I was really intrigued by it. So I really, really enjoyed that collection. And then have you guys read Through the Woods? It's a graphic novel, kind of. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's really amazing. We actually have it. Okay. Um, I would certainly say you should check it out. It's by Emily Carroll, and it's in um, shades of black and white, along with, like, pops of red. Yeah, and there's some other colors in there, but it's very... uh, It stands out, and the drawings are a little bit more sketchy, um, and again, it's takes on fairy tales. I don't know if I would say that, like, oh, this is where that one came from, mm-hmm. but definitely has, it feels like creepy right. fairy tales, not so happy endings. Okay. Yeah, but okay. it's good. I've seen it on a lot of recommended to like teens lists. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are some of my more general ones that I would certainly recommend to anyone who's in a fairy tale mood. Jill, what about you? Mine are like all picture books. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> so, um, the true story of the three little pigs, and uh, <laughs> oh, 
Yes. The frog Good. continued. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. Those yeah. are the best. I oh. love those books. They're so fun. Oh. They're so funny illustrations. I feel so boring right now. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I, lo- I love this. Yeah, the frog prince yes. continued. Yes. And, um, yeah, that's, that's true story. Yeah. <laughs> the stinky cheese man. Stinky cheese. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. grass. I, I can never <laughs> pronounce his last name. It's John, um... I'm not even gonna try because I can't pronounce it. I think it's Cornell. <laughs> I mispronounce authors' names. I know to but their just... faces. So don't, <laughs> don't feel too bad. I know this is a tricky one. I can never remember. I'm not even gonna try. Okay, so yes, um, I love those books. And then my um, uh, Paul O. Zelinsky has illustrated her, um, some really phenomenal. Uh, fairy tales. My favorite is Rapunzel. I think he possibly got the Caldecott or was nominated for the Caldecott for his illustrations of Rapunzel. They're just they're gorgeous. Like, they're stunning. But my absolute favorite one is uh, Snow White in New York by Fiona French. We unfortunately do not have it, but I'm just putting this out there. (laughs) But it sets me, uh, the story of Snow White in the Jazz Age, and she's a... (laughs) Is she a flapper girl? She, yeah, and like the evil queen. Um, it's a, I think it's like a martini or something like that. And so, like, you know, like, it's like it's just so clever. And I think I love like that's what I love is when they sort of twist stuff with like traditional yeah. fairy tales and kind of put a spin on it. Yeah. Because um, we like I had mentioned before we started recording, but we have the scripts for the musical Into the Woods, mm-hmm. which is one of my probably my all time favorite musical. Of all time. Yes. And <laughs> um, that's what, you know, Sondheim did a lot of that. But he also holds true to the original fairy tales. And I remember mm-hmm. when we did, we did Into the Woods at my high school when I was a uh, freshman. And I was already familiar with both the musical and the old fairy tales. But there were classmates of mine who were not. And so, like, at different moments in the play, when things happen, like with Cinderella's stepsisters and her shoes... Or Rapunzel's prince going blind. Like, they're like, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, it's not Disney. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. But he, he does. Like, the way he kind of puts them all in this whole same universe, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love Into the Woods. It's right? so good. I, when it came out, was it last year or two years ago? Uh, I think that was a couple of years ago. Was it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, I, we listened to that. Love like, it. Nonstop. To get ready for it. But yeah, that's a really good one. I'm, I You just told us that today, so I'm going to go find that. And <laughs> we do have a script. Yeah. Okay, I have one more that I have a question about. So I'm just sitting here. So would you consider Alice in Wonderland a fairy tale? That was going to be one of my questions, too. That I'm so not no. sure. I don't... Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it is a... Like, I think a lot of people would call it maybe more of a modern fairy tale. Yeah. But no, I just, I think it is a fantastical children's novel. Yeah, I think there's elements. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with that. And I think that it, because there are, I whoa, some of my favorite books are like newer fairy tale-esque uh-huh. books. I don't know, would you, would you put it in there? It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because, like, where do you sort of, of like, and the Wizard of Oz, like, mm-hmm. where do you kind of 
that was gonna be my next question. So where do you like draw uh, the line? Yeah. Though? So for Alice in Wonderland, that was my question because if if that counts, that's my favorite. Because I okay. I'm, yeah. Well, you know what? If you want to count it, you count it. Well, you know what? Alice in Wonderland is my favorite fairy tale ever okay. that I'm saying. All right. But, <laughs> so I'm glad you brought up Wizard of Oz though, because I was thinking of Wicked. Right. Yeah. All right. Does if that counts? If if not, I feel like we're gonna have like a lot of. These are great books, whether or not they count as fairy tales. Just go ahead and read them. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, it's a, I think that's fine. I don't yeah. think it has to be so stark. Again, I am. I've got my lines, right. and because <laughs> it's like it doesn't have to be so clear cut. Unless you're me. <laughs> unless you're me. But, but you do you. Yeah, yeah, no, but I think that's kind of okay though, because everyone then can have like their own interpretation of mm-hmm. you know yeah. what makes a fairy tale. Right. Yeah, but Wicked's a tricky one, too. Right? Because if yeah. Wizard of Oz... Count, I mean, because in my mind, Wizard of Oz... If you count Alice in Wonderland... You should count Wizard of Oz. You should count Wizard of Oz, because they're both... You know, your main character gets taken off to this fantastical area and has a series of adventures and learns a lesson. Although, sort of, in the actual Alice in Wonderland book, she doesn't... She doesn't... No. Yeah. She doesn't really learn anything so much. She's just like, the... I'm done with this story now. <laughs> Too much. And goes back yeah. about yeah. her business. Yeah. I mean, if Gregory Maguire made them all into his own interpretations of books, so maybe that's saying something. That's true. So... That is true. I mean... I don't know. That's an interesting added aspect to it. Because they can be so timeless that you can mm-hmm. reimagine them in a way you can't do with a lot of other yeah. books, not just because of like copyright stuff. Right. <laughs> right. No, but I mean, like, really though, like, if they're so broad in the actual core of the story that you can modernize them or put a twist. Yeah. I feel like a lot of modern retellings of fairy tales just happen to be what less talented writers would call fan fiction because it's just <laughs> oh, very talented. That's 100% yeah, what right? it is. It's, just, it, it's yes. just, there's a different, the only difference is the quote-unquote retellings of a fairy tale is being written by someone who is a, you know, like Neil Gaiman is like a literary god. So he writes something and he's like, oh, that's a retelling of a fairy tale where it's like, if I wrote <laughs> of my version of Sleeper in the Spindle, I would be like, oh, Adam, that's adorable. You wrote fan fiction. <laughs> no, 100, I 100% agree with you that, that is, it is fan fiction. Yeah. It's totally fan fiction. It's literary accepted fan fiction. <laughs> still fan fiction. Oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like we haven't really accomplished our goal of figuring out what fairy tale is at all. But I, I don't okay. think so. I don't think so, but I also yeah. don't feel like... If there's no clear definition, that's okay. Like, I we're mean, not I know be... we were supposed to. This was like the conference of all the minds on fairy tales trying to put down a definition. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one who's hung up on this. I feel like even the listeners are just like, Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. Let's talk about books. Yeah. <laughs> I've been beating myself up about this for a You long really time. are. I feel I so Why? I don't have an answer for you guys. I feel like... Because, and we've talked, I have this inferiority complex in a red channel, you guys, because I'm not a librarian. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, I know a lot about books, but not compared to these guys. And so then when we do, um, like, a young adult one, I'm like, I can hold my own. But then when it's something like fairy tales, I'm like, I gotta bring my A game, and then I just couldn't wrap my head around this one, so. I mean, being a librarian, it's one of those where it's like, we went to school for, yeah, certain things because we obviously love books, Mm -hmm. but it's... There's so many people out there who read a lot more than we do and probably sure. know a lot more than oh, we do. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. I, no. I, I mean, I always run over to you guys with, like, 
what should I read after this? Or like yeah. to tell you about the I, I don't go to anyone else now because it's only our librarians <laughs> here. I'm like, here's the book I read. I want you I want you all to know about it. But yeah, I'm okay. sure even our listeners are just like yeah, it's, it's a fairy tale, Adam. Just yeah. turn the page. So then do you have um, a favorite adaption of <sighs> That's a good question. I so in my mind, like I said, if if you can take things like Stardust by Neil Gaiman, like those are the ones I think of, I can tell you that my wife loves the Lunar Chronicles. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely obsessed with all of those. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I do, actually. No? Sleeper in the Spindle, but again, I think it's just okay. falling back to everything Neil Gaiman, which doesn't... <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, because he's... That's okay. He always said it, but I don't think so. That's, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Jill, what about you? I don't know if I would have been able to answer this prior to this discussion. When you brought up The Wizard of Oz, I would have to say Wicked. Yeah. Okay. If we're counting yeah. The Wizard of Oz as a fairy tale. I say we are so that you can use it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have got, you... like, Wicked tattoos. I mean, like, yeah, that's... Yes, you do. Yeah. So... Have you read his other stuff? Do you like Maguire's style? I do. Or was it just that story? Um, It's mostly that story. I did read um his Cinderella one. Which my mind is totally blanking on right now um, about the stepsister. But oh, confessions of an ugly stepsister. Yes, thank that you. That was actually on the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I read that one. I read After Alice. I read the whole mm-hmm. Wicked series. Mm-hmm. I think there's four of them. Um, so I, yeah, and but again, it falls back to that twisting of of fairy tales mm-hmm. and stories. Um, but Wicked, I love, I adore Wicked. It's I just, I love it. Mm-hmm. I will. I know that um, Andrew, who's on a previous podcast, mentioned has mentioned multiple times um, Beauty, the Robin McKinley one. Yeah, she absolutely loved that. Mm-hmm. And then one of the authors we had, uh, Ryan Gra- Ryan Grouden, mentioned Ella Enchanted. Oh yes, <gasps> that is a good one. Too. I was gonna bring that up. That is like I will let you guys. <laughs> Do I now have the microphone? You have <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> I have to say, Ella Enchanted is one of my favorites. I just thought it was so cute. I remember reading it as a little girl and like falling in love with books again, or just falling in love with books. It's, yeah, it's the Cinderella story, but the twist on it is that um, Ella is cursed to always be obedient. So she has to obey the orders that anyone tells her. And if you've seen the movie, please forget the movie and read the book. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just horrible. Um, but it is just so good. And it's just got so many good points of, you know, Ella trying to figure things out and get past, you know, the curse. And oh, I just love that book so much. <sighs> I'm gonna oh, go reread that then? book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could bring that up for you. Thank to... you. Good memories. So I don't have a favorite, but I was able to share one that Kristen would love. Yeah, that's okay. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I have a newer one. Um, it's called The Snow Child by Ewan Ivy. Again, I don't know if I'm saying your name right. But um, it is a take on a Russian fairy tale that I think is called The Snow Child. And it's the book itself is about these two, this older couple who live in frontier Alaska. It's probably like 
1920s or so, and so Alaska is still, you know, rough ground. Mm -hmm. And the woman, the wife, really wants a child, but they've never been able to have one. And one day they go out and they form a snow child and they put mittens on and a scarf. Next morning they go out there, it's destroyed, but they see this small child in the woods wearing the scarf and the mittens, and they start thinking that maybe something magical happened and she has actually turned into a human flesh and blood and so it's like magical realism you kind of wonder the whole time if she really is some sort of a magical entity or if she has a different history altogether it's so beautifully told and very atmospheric you really get a feel for like the Alaskan wilderness um, I just, I loved it. Yeah. I think that's an interesting part of fairy tales as well. It's usually like the parentage situation. It's usually like... It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> Either really... they don't know their parent, you know their parentage, or there's like a dead parent somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you start a fairy tale with two parents, you're not... Ending that fairy tale. One is not one, surviving. At least one is not surviving. <laughs> you almost want the fairy tale to start with one or no parents. <laughs> like, well, the tragic part of, part of that has already happened. <laughs> and at least we don't have to read about it. Yeah, right? that's true. I remember watching Frozen once with like a little girl. <sighs> and <laughs> um, that scene, like she's like five. But I remember watching this movie with her and she totally didn't get like what was happening with the, like, the ship. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't know. It's like, well, I guess that's the joy of being a kid. You don't yeah. notice. Yeah. So parents no... are just no longer in the movie. It's okay. <laughs> I was saying, at no point was she ever like, that's weird that those parents never came back. No, she's young <laughs> enough that it just like totally went over her head. That's a, re- that's a really good point about all like the, the Disney and Pixar does such a good job with those movies now. Where it's like the little kids are probably just enjoying the ride the whole time. And like if you're a, a you know a parent or like a uncle or aunt you're like crying your eyes out I'm like what's wrong like, nothing just enjoy the, the snowman and, the, and the, the, the stone trolls it's all good just, just keep enjoying those things that's what I mean honestly Disney probably could have done the original fairy tales and like left them a lot of those elements in and kids would probably have not even noticed yeah. I mean there was stuff from movies when we were growing up that, oh. like Fible and Fern Gully they, 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 like villains in some of these movies yeah Horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maleficent. Speaking, getting back to fairy tales, like the original Maleficent and and uh, evil queen, queen and yeah. uh, like Snow White and things like they're terrifying looking. It's like so they yeah. are. I feel like this is me like like get off my lawn. Like, <laughs> old man talking about when I was a kid. Disney had better movies, but yeah, that's anyway. okay. <laughs> I digress. It happened. That's all right. Yeah. So, um, are there any books you guys are looking forward to reading? Yes. Okay. So, I have, like I said, a lot of the um, authors that I'll be interviewing in the next couple weeks, all of their books are ones that are coming out in the near future. So, I have a lot of really great ones that I know people will enjoy because I've already read them and enjoyed them myself. Uh, One is The Hundred Lies of Lizzie Lovett by Chelsea Sidoti, which is kind of like a coming-of-age high schooler um sort of like perks of being a wallflower um catcher in the rye kind of a book it's really good um there's also and the trees crept in by don kurtagich 
Uh, that one I'm just starting, but she's really, really, um, it's very creepy. It's like, kind of like horror YA sort of a thing. It's a great title. Yeah, it caught, it caught me right away, which is yeah. really good. Um, so those are two, and then there's one more that I've been reading that I will talk about in a couple weeks because I don't want to share sure. who the author is because it's really cool, but yeah, want to wait. So thanks. But those are Adam. really really good. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. That's there's called a, a teaser in the biz. <laughs> Keep there's this book back. I want to read, but I can't. Talk well, about I have it. read it and it's wonderful, but I want to wait a few. I don't know how I'm supposed to follow a teaser. Oh, right. <laughs> um, well, there was one I was talking to a friend about this podcast and she, <laughs> she's so snooty in a lovely way. <laughs> she was like, we're like, oh yeah, I think Adam and I were talking. We're like, oh yeah, fairy tales. Oh, they're so great. And she's like, mm, I read a literary criticism. Oh. <laughs> um, but it actually sounds really good. It's called Spinning Straw into Gold, What Fairy Tales Reveal About the Transformation in a Woman's Life. Ooh. And it's by Joan Gold. And it's got three different sections. One is the maiden, the other one is the matron, and then the crone. Mm-hmm. And so it breaks down fairy tales and how women fit into these areas. And so I'm excited about that. I think that'll be a a fun, nerdy read. Um, and then also, I've been hearing great things about The Nest by Cynthia Dupree Sweeney, uh, which is the story of these adult siblings who are supposed to be inheriting a trust fund and come to find out that, you know, they've all kind of been counting on it and all the money is spent. Sure. So, yep, they have to uh, deal with that, and I've just heard it's a really fun summer read, so I'm looking forward to it. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, I'm looking forward to um, The Singles Game by Lauren uh, Weisberger. She wrote The Devil Wears Prada, mm-hmm. so this is her new one. It takes place tennis court, all that fun Ooh. tennis drama. <laughs> It's like, again, like a fun... Love is built into the game. <laughs> Look at you. Oh my gosh. You're so happy with yourself. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that the tagline? Gosh, I, I don't think it is. It, is. Wow, it might be, though. Wow, you should trademark that for your tennis romance novel. <laughs> no one steal it. Uh, oh, that's amazing. That is pretty good. That's very clever. It's very clever. Into it. So that's a, that's a fun summer read. And then um, The Trespasser by Tana French is coming out in a couple months, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, the first one, uh, In the Woods, is brilliant. Has it? And that actually has like a weird sort of quasi, not fairy tale, but like in, in the woods, this, these kids go into the forest and only one comes out. And so you're sort of like... There's, like, this weird underlying, they don't really talk about it, but, like, what happened in the woods? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Lots of books. Lots of good summer reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Very excited. Yeah. So, yeah. if we've learned anything today, it's stay out of the woods. Don't talk to strangers. Um, we have no idea what fairy tales are. We don't know what fairy tales are. don't know what fairy tales because I have less of an idea now than I did when we started. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, I you know, well, if our listeners have suggestions for what makes a fairy tale, they could 
share those with us. I yeah, if they I would love to hear what our listeners think a fairy tale is. Because again, I I don't no know. Idea. I have no clue. No clue. <laughs> I, That's okay. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Adam and Kristen, for joining. Of course. And happy reading. Bye. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.